At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Stormy. It's My Guys in the Desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. Got to start off by a heartfelt congratulations to the uh, crew at Follow the Money, Mitch and Paulie, for winning our first ever VSIN baseball betting pentathlon. It came down to the final day of the contest. Everyone had to place a prop wager, and Mitch and Paulie uh, bet. Corbin Burns over nine strikeouts and the Brewers to win. He finished with 10 strikeouts and the Brewers did get the win over the Giants. So they finished with the most profit followed by Gill for a numbers game. And then myself with the look ahead uh, and Greg Peterson uh, odds on all finishing three and two with our selections. And last night was a lot of fun because watching that game between the Brewers and the Giants, there was a lot of sweat going on. In this contest, I mentioned the pick from Follow the Money with the uh, Corbin Burns nine strikeouts and the win. How about the nightcap who wagered seven to one that Corbin Burns would have 11 strikeouts and the Brewers to win? And he finishes with 10 strikeouts, one more strikeout. And Tim and Sean are your baseball pentathlon champions. And then I feel bad for Danny Burke from Rush Hour, who uh, had Brandon Belt to record an RBI and was pinch hit for in a clutch RBI situation with the bases loaded. So congratulations to Mitch and Paul. This was a lot of fun. I hope all of you that were watching and listening and following along enjoyed it as much as we did participating in it. And I uh, hope we have some more of these contests moving forward here at VSIN. Speaking of contests, next week, the Home Run Derby at All-Star Festivities in Los Angeles. The field is now set for the Derby, and we have odds on the winner. It is a bracket-style competition like we have seen in recent seasons. Pete Alonso is your favorite overall as he is the number one seed and your reigning back-to-back home run derby champion. He is at plus 225 odds to win it, and he draws a first-round matchup with Ronald Acuna Jr. Now, the reason why you know he's the number one 
like favorite to win because he's won back to back, but he's not the number one seed in the bracket is because the bracket goes by your home runs this year. So actually, I believe Carl Schwarber is the number one seed in the bracket style format. But Pete Alonso is your favorite at plus 225. Kyle Schwarber, your second favorite at plus 330. Ronald Acuna Jr., who uh, draws Pete Alonso in the opening round, is plus 550, uh, followed by Juan Soto. He is six to one. Corey Seager, and we'll talk about Corey Seager, at DraftKings plus 850. Julio Rodriguez, the favorite for the American League Rookie of the Year, is 10 to 1. Jose Ramirez, the MVP candidate for the Cleveland Guardians, is at 13 or 15 to 1. And then your longest shot in the field, I'm sure everyone uh, rooting for the guy, but probably not going to win it is Albert Pujols, 19-1. to He has never won the Home Run Derby in, I believe, four times participating in the event. But he did play a little bit for the Dodgers, so there will be some cheers for him. But let's talk about my favorite selection in this field right now, and that's Corey Seager of the Texas Rangers. As I mentioned, Pujols having played for the Dodgers for a small period of time, Seager played the majority of his career for the Dodgers. He is comfortable in that batter's box. He is comfortable in that stadium and hard to argue with anybody hitting the long ball as well as Corey Seager has been in the last week or so. Starting on July 8th, he had a stretch of five straight games homering. Homered on the 8th, homered on the 9th, homered on the 10th, homered on the 11th, homered on the 12th. This guy is in a groove right now. He has 21 home runs on the season, starting to feel himself, starting to uh, get comfortable with his swing. And uh, I think that he's a guy who won't tire out. He's won, he's participated, not one, he's participated in this event before and understands what it takes. The one concern that you have to have with any of these participants in the Home Run Derby is who is pitching to them. And that's the advantage that Pete Alonso has clearly over the field. Dave Joust last year put on an absolute clinic when it comes to throwing pitches at the Home Run Derby. I remember going online to Twitter and seeing the Pitching Ninja Twitter handle tweet out all of the overlays of Dave Joust's pitches to Pete Alonso. And they were all in the same location. He also joked around that says, you know, you can put a blindfold on him and he'll hit a spot no matter where you put that spot. He's just that accurate when it comes to throwing BP. Uh, Joust no longer with the Mets this year, uh, but still going to participate in the home run derby with Pete Alonso as his pitcher. And uh, that's the reason why I bet. Uh, Pete Alonso last year, not because of Dave Joust, but because of Pete Alonso's familiarity in the event, having won it the year before, and the motivation factor. We have to talk about this. Pete Alonso in the past two seasons made more money in the home run derby than his entire baseball contract. Now that has since changed because he uh, went into arbitration and now he makes whatever it was, $7 million or so for this year. So the million dollar prize is not as... uh, juicy to him as it once was it is juicy however to maybe a julio rodriguez a rookie in julio rodriguez Corey seager got a uh, nice deal from the texas rangers uh, so i don't know if he is uh, extremely motivated to win this award i think he's motivated to win just because of being in la and in front of that fan base in that stadium kind of, uh, I don't want to say stick it to him, but they didn't choose him. They let him go in free agency and sign a big deal with the Texas Rangers where they could have afforded him, but they chose to go in another direction. So Corey Seager is my selection, plus 850 to win the home run derby. But real quick, looking at the bracket, as you uh, will see here on the screen, you got the number one seed, Kyle Schwarber, against the eight seed, Albert Pujols. Number four, Juan Soto takes on Jose Ramirez. That is the left side of the bracket. The right side of the bracket, Corey Seager against Julio Rodriguez, Pete Alonso against Ronald Acuna Jr. I also think when it comes to Seager, 
he's got the easiest first round matchup against the rookie in Julio Rodriguez, who I'm not too sure what his history is like in home run derby contests. So there will be uh, three rounds, single elimination bracket. Hitters get three minutes in the first two rounds with a 45-second timeout where uh, one of their teammates will come out with a Gatorade bottle and a towel, and it will be all cute and funny. Then they'll get two minutes in the final round with a 45-second timeout. All batters receive 30 seconds of bonus time at the end of each round, and uh, they get 30 seconds for multiple home runs of 440 feet or longer. So that's where that's the rules um, in the home run derby coming up. And let's see, the longest home runs of 2022. Let's see if any of these participants rank. Top to, number 10 was uh, CJ Crone, 466. Christian Walker, 467. Vlad Guerrero, 467. Soler, Jorge Soler, 468. Kyle Schwarber. Sixth longest home run this season, 468 feet. That was in uh, Denver against the Rockies. Jordan Alvarez hit one, 469 feet. Byron Buxton, 469. Mike Trout in Texas hit a 472-foot homer. C.J. Crone, another one. No coincidence, he plays at Coors Field, 486. And then the longest home run of the year was also at Coors Field, Jesus Sanchez of the Marlins, 496 feet. So the only person in the top 10 of the longest home runs hit this year that is in the Home Run Derby contest is Kyle Schwarber of the Philadelphia Phillies. Let's let's talk about Schwarber for a second. And not as it relates to the Home Run Derby, but as it pertains to the National League most valuable player. The Philadelphia Phillies are a team that is talented enough to make the playoffs. Right now, looking at the wild card standings in the National League, they're a half game back of the Cardinals for the third wild card. They're 46 and 43 on the season, and they are playing without their best player in Bryce Harper. Driving this offense is Kyle Schwarber. He is at the top of the lineup, he's blasting home runs, he is the catalyst. Because there's no coincidence when, it's not a coincidence, when you look and see when he homers to lead off a game, the Phillies go on to have a very productive day that day. And Kyle Schwarber's odds to win the National League MVP are still very low, and or I should say very high, and you get a nice return on betting Schwarber to win the MVP at 20-1 to 1 right now. Does he keep up this pace? Does he lead the Phillies into the postseason and get consideration over some of the top favorites? That is a question that is yet to be determined. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today. You'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. The aforementioned Adam Burke will join me coming up next. We'll get his thoughts on the National League Most Valuable Player Race. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Stormy. This is my guys in the desert here on vcin, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Sadenberg back in Infrastormy. It's my guys in the desert, and we are. My guys in the desert right now. As I'm joined by Adam Burke, our MLB insider. You read him on vcin.com in Point Spread Weekly as well. Catch him on the run line often on Sundays. And real quick, your thoughts on my home run derby selection, Adam. Corey Seager to win this event at plus 850. Yeah, I don't think Seager's a bad pick. He is somebody who's done this before. I think it was 2016 or 2017 that he was in it. His dad actually threw to him. He lost by one home run in the first round. Haven't seen yet of his dad is throwing to him again this time around. I guess we'll kind of have to wait and see. But the one that I was looking at here is actually, and and the odds aren't super great on him, but Juan Soto takes on Jose Ramirez in the first round. Jose Mm. Ramirez has had a thumb injury for the last basically four to six weeks, and it's really zapped his power. He's not been the same hitter. Also, he's a small guy, kind of a broad-shouldered, kind of a you know, sort of, a, I don't want to call him portly because that's not really the right word, but, you know, he's a guy that I think from a physical standpoint will probably get tired a lot faster than the other guys in this tournament. So personally, I like Juan Soto, and I think that, you know, if Juan Soto ends up getting Kyle Schwarber in that second round, I think that's a matchup that Soto can win. So he's my pick here, but I don't have a problem with Seager either, and I did see uh, at other shops in town, you can even find 10 to 1. Wow. You know, I'm looking at, uh, do lefties have the advantage at Dodger Stadium? I think it's a pretty neutral park yeah. for both righties and lefties. And and the one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, I mean, I'm sure they'll probably bring out the juice balls or, or something like that to put on oh, a little bit of a yeah. show. But, you know, Dodger <laughs> Stadium does play differently in the summertime than it does early on in the year. So the ball should carry pretty well here. The one thing I like about Seeger is he's at the highest line drive rate of anybody in this field. And I think it helps, you know, because if you've got kind of more of that swing path that allows you to hit line drives mm-hmm. out, you're not getting under the baseball as much where you got to wait for the pop up to land so you don't kill any of the kids that are out there fielding yes. and all that. That may be something that ultimately ends up helping Seeger in this tournament. And that's right. That isn't that the part of the rule where they can't throw the next pitch until the ball is either right. a home run or landed. So you actually get punished by hitting a high you know, drive as opposed to a line drive that gets out fast. Uh, I didn't even look at that. I didn't even look at like exit velo or, or things like that. So, but I do like Corey Seager. That was my first gut uh, pick. What about what I said in the first segment about the odds to win the National League MVP? Kyle Schwarber has been carrying this Phillies team without Bryce Harper in the lineup. 20 to 1 right now feels like he's being a little disrespected in the market. Yeah, you find 25 to 1 out there at DraftKings as well. So, again, with anything, shop around for the best prices. But to your point, you know, ever since Bryce Harper went out, we kind of thought that would sort of be the point for the Phillies where it was like, you know what? They've got Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, but the bullpen has issues. They're terrible defensively. This Bryce Harper injury is going to be the thing that, you know, really prevents them from making a playoff push. But Schwarber's been great, as you said, and that's something that's been really positive for them. The one area that I wanted to focus on here, so Paul Goldschmidt is still the favorite and the overwhelming favorite at that, minus 110, minus 105. Well, his slash line is just incredible. It is, but since June 28th, Goldschmidt hasn't homered. He's only driven in two runs. 
The guy who's been a lot better than him of late is Nolan Arenado, who leads Major League Baseball in wins above replacement player as calculated by Fangraphs. He's batting over 400 here in the month of July. He had a monster month of April as well. Nolan Arenado is 35 to 1 when, yeah, his offensive Ooh. numbers aren't the same as Goldschmidt's, but he's probably the best defensive third baseman in the league as well. well. Not probably he which, is. Which is something that I think the voters will take into consideration. I think Nolan Arenado at 35 to 1, if you think this Cardinals team can make the playoffs, because sadly you probably have to make the playoffs to win this award, unless your name is Mike Trout um, or Shohei Otani for that matter, <laughs> I guess. But I think it's maybe worthwhile to take a look at Arenado, who's just lighting it up right now. And again, he plays such a high position of value at third base and does so really well. Leads Major League Baseball in defensive runs saved as a third baseman. Uh, saw that stat yesterday. Surprisingly, the Yankees' combination of both um, uh, DJ LeMahieu and um, Josh Donaldson. and Josh Donaldson are second in Major League Baseball, only to the Cardinals. And then you're like, oh. Who's the third baseman on the Cardinals? Yes, the best third baseman in all of baseball in Nolan Arenado. So defensive run saved. Uh, yeah, if they look at his defense, you put him in. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at the price. I don't hate it for the reasons you mentioned. I've been on the Pete Alonso train forever, and it's like his number's just never moving. You know, it's it's kind of stayed at where it is. He's like the third favorite behind Machado and Goldschmidt. I don't, and he leads the league in RBIs. I don't know what Alonzo has to do in order for people to now bet him more and more so that his odds increase. But you know, I still think he has as good a chance as anybody. The problem with awards like this is, you know, you have to handicap the voters, right? Mm -hmm. and, and people are going to look at the Mets and they're going to say, well, they've got Max Scherzer and, and they're going to get back Jacob Degrom. Yeah. They've got Carlos Carrasco and they've got. Chris Bassett and Edwin Diaz is striking out over two batters per inning. They're just looking at everything else that the Mets have and taking for granted what a guy like Pete Alonso is doing. So that's the hard part for him. You know, he doesn't really stand out as much on that team, which I think adds a little bit more credence to your point about Kyle Schwarber, where yeah, you've got Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, but they don't get the same kind of mm -hmm. buzz that Scherzer and DeGrom get. And Schwarber's doing this without Harper. So I think that, you know, when, when you look at a couple of the, I don't want to call them long shots, but a couple of the medium shots, like a Schwarber, like an Arenado, I think there's still some price plays to be had out there in the NL MVP market. Speaking of Edwin Diaz, the Mets are the only team in Major League Baseball this season that has not blown a ninth inning lead. Talk about a guy who struggled so much where everyone was like, the Mariners clearly won this trade because Jared Kelnick is crushing it. And then Kelnick has to go back down to the minors. He is crushing it in the minors, though, by the way. Right. And uh, and Edwin Diaz is the best closer in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I will say this about the Mets. So they get their game postponed today. They play a doubleheader tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I think that that Braves series win that they had kind of put a little bit of a jolt into them because yeah. the Braves had been charging from behind for a long period of time. The Mets win that series, kind of slow them down a little bit. And I think this weekend, just as a general point here for the weekend going into the All-Star break, veteran teams are the ones that you probably want to look to back mm. because those are teams that will understand the importance of banking wins over these last few days. Younger teams, you know, those guys are not only tired from the grind because it's a much different game at the MLB level than it is at the minor league level. They're also probably thinking about, you know, where they're going to go on vacation. Yes. They got a little bit of money now. You know, they've been making a major league baseball salary, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. dwarfs a minor league salary. They got a little bit of money. They're going to go out there and do some things on the break and all that. Whereas I think veteran teams will kind of hang in there. I wouldn't be the least bit shocked if the Mets sweep that doubleheader tomorrow and also win Sunday's game. So, you know, the Taiwan Walker Marcus Stroman line wasn't that big here today yeah. before that game got rained out. I think that may be a situation where I might end up being on the Mets tomorrow and, and maybe even play them in game two of that doubleheader as well. I just feel like they'll be a lot more engaged than the Cubs will. Also, Sundays, the Sunday before the All-Star game, all unders. I think everyone's everyone wants to get out of Dodge on right. Sunday. Yeah, so I'll be looking. Even, even the guys going to the All Star game <laughs> yeah. are like, you know what? I'm ready to get to LA. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's uh, let's end this game quickly here. And uh, one, two, three, one, two, three. Uh, looking at the board here for tonight. Uh, speaking of a veteran team, uh, the Braves take on the Nationals. Ian Anderson against Patrick Corbin. The Braves uh, took a two run lead into the ninth inning yesterday. Kenley Jansen gave up a home run in the bottom of the ninth, ruining my Braves run line bet. But can we go back to the well with the Braves today against Patrick Corbin? You know, this is a, an interesting game for a variety of reasons, and one of them being that this line has moved against Atlanta significantly. They were a much bigger favorite this morning. This has been about a 35 or 40 cent line move on the Nationals. 
with Patrick Corbin, of all people, on the mound. <laughs> and he's not been good this season. He's not been good in the last couple of seasons. Been a little bit better over his last few starts, but that's what really stood out to me. I don't have any play on this game, but this line move is very indicative to me of the market's lack of belief in Ian Anderson. Wow. They do not like Ian Anderson. We've seen a lot of line movement against him. High walk rate, strikeout rate's not particularly good. So just something for you to keep in mind. If you're looking to play on or against the Braves in the second half, if you're looking to play against Ian Anderson, do it early. If you want to play on Ian Anderson, wait for that line to come down sure. a little bit. Uh, Phillies take on the Marlins. Sandy Alcantara, the runaway favorite for the National League Cy Young Award, takes on Kyle Gibson. The total in this one is seven. I've actually seen six and a halfs on the board. Can we go with a uh, under three and a half for the first five innings? It's kind of like Sandy Day is almost like it was with Jacob DeGrom, where you just auto do first five unders. Yeah, I don't hate a first five under here, especially if you get three and a half at reasonable juice. As you mentioned, it's down to six and a half for the full game in some places. But this Marlins offense has really tailed off without Jazz Chisholm Jr. in the lineup. And in fact, I wrote about them in the regression report in Point Spread Weekly not that long ago, where their offensive performance against right-handed pitching at home was just not sustainable. It's a bad ballpark for offense. They're not a good offensive team. And we've seen that happen here on this homestand where they're just not performing mm -hmm. well at all in the batter's box. I would expect probably a low-scoring game. They don't score for Alcantara. They haven't all year long. So I think we could see a slow start here because the, the biggest issue for Kyle Gibson is he gives up the long ball. Yeah. Ball doesn't carry in Miami. No, and John Birdie is not in the lineup. He's placed on the 10-day IL, so the speedster and leadoff hitter for the Marlins not in the lineup, replaced by Joey Wendell today. He's Adam Burke. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Coming up next, we'll get Adam's best picks for the baseball slate and talk a little college football as our college football betting guide is almost ready. This is My Guys in the Desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back here on My Guys in the Desert, I'm Scott Seidenberg. He's Adam Burke. Before we get into a little college football with our college football betting guide here at VSIN, uh, should be available, what, in a couple of weeks, Adam? Should July be? 28th. Yeah, it's going to be, be awesome. You want to make sure you get your hands on that. Adam's got previews of the SEC, the Big 12 as well. But first, let's get your best bets for the baseball slate, which begins about an hour or so from now. First game is the Phillies and Marlins at 640 Eastern time. Yeah, so one of the plays I've got for tonight is actually Boston at the plus, mo plus money price there. I, I put this one in the article at plus 150. There were better prices out there available this morning, mm -hmm. but I try to put up a consensus number that most people can get in that article. It's really interesting today because Nate Uvalde and Garrett Whitlock are both being activated on the same day. My thought is we get a piggyback here. We'll get Uvalde Ooh. for the first three, maybe four innings, then they'll wind up going to Whitlock. Those are two guys that are both very solid pitchers. Whitlock specifically is a guy that can go multiple innings out of the bullpen. He's done it before. He'll continue to do it again. I don't think they'll put him in the rotation right away. So I think it's a, a pretty strong angle to look at there where those two guys are definitely good enough to keep the Yankees at bay, particularly both being right-handed arms. Josh Donaldson not in the lineup for the Yankees tonight, so that hurts them both offensively and defensively. And on the Yankees side, Jordan Montgomery's been fine. He's given up some hard contact over his last few starts, though. So I think he's kind of hitting a little bit of a wall, getting a little bit tired. And that Yankees bullpen, Clay Holmes, big velocity drop this week, also wound up having a couple of rocky outings. 
Ron Marinaccio's on the DL. That's really hurt them quite a bit. They don't know how to use their oldest Chapman yet. Wise he came back yesterday and looked terrible. Right. He looked terrible. Michael King has been used a lot as well, and that's not a role that he's used to. The Yankees are kind of, you know, struggling a little bit here heading into the All-Star break. And I think Boston has definite upside here at plus 150, uh, getting, you know, a pretty solid number, I think, here in a game that, you know, I think both starters at least kind of cancel each other out. And I'll take my chances against that Yankees pen right now. Uh, one game I wanted to ask you about, the Blue Jays lose to the Omaha Storm Chasers yesterday. Uh, it, 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 we joke because it's the, the Royals having to replace their uh, roster with a bunch of minor league players. They lose to a double-A pitcher in Zerpa yesterday. So uh, I was shocked that uh, the Blue Jays weren't able to score. I'm expecting a bounce back here from the Blue Jays against the Royals. The price is so high. Is there a way to maybe play Toronto backing Alec Manoa against Zach Greinke? I mean, there, there's a way. You're just going to have to lay a, a pretty healthy number to do it. Look, they made a lot of hard contact yesterday off of Zerpo. They just didn't wind up getting mm-hmm. the batted ball results, but they hit the ball very hard in that game, and that's something that they've done all year long. The thing for me with this Toronto team, they're just gassed. They've had three off days since May 30th. They're not a particularly deep team, especially on the pitching side. You know, They've had to call up some guys from the minor leagues that maybe they wanted to speed up a little bit more. So Toronto's just in a really tough spot now where they just desperately – need the all-star break. Now, there's no excuse for losing today with Manoa on the mound, especially with the way that Zach Granke's allowed a ton of hard contact this mm-hmm. year and a lot of balls in play. But I, I don't know. If you can go up with a creative way to take them that's not laying a significant amount of juice, I'm thinking, by all means. I'm thinking team total over. If I can get four and a half, I'm going to play it. Five and a half, I'd think about it. It doesn't really help you with backing Manoa, though. That's the hard yeah, part exactly. about it. Well, then you do run line at minus 155. Yeah. Well, well, I, mean, I hate you, run lines at home, but right, and it's tough to play an alt run line too because you have a total of eight in this game because yeah. Manoa should be really good, and also if Toronto wins, they're not going to bat in the bottom of the ninth in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. So it's even harder to play an alt run line or something like that. Uh, maybe find a parlay dance partner for the Blue Jays, and I don't even know. If could there, I, I don't know if there is one out there. I, I mean, I could look at the Dodgers against the Angels, although you're very high on Sandoval. Yeah, I like Patrick Sandoval a lot. I thought about playing the first five under in, in the Battle of Los Angeles there to, to throw a nod to Rage Against the Machine. Hmm. But, you know, I just I I couldn't get there with the, the first five under, although, you know, Mike Trout's been hurt and hasn't been swinging the bat well at all. Nobody else in that lineup's hitting except for Shohei Otani. So, you know, I do think that there's a pretty low offensive expectation for the Angels tonight. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers are... I mean, they're a little bit better than average against lefties, yeah. but you know they're definitely better against right-handed pitchers, and, and I love Patrick Sandoval. High ground ball rate, over a strikeout per inning. The only thing that held me off is his walk rate's high, and the Dodgers are a very patient lineup. And if they get a couple of walks and hit one out, something like that, hmm. all of a sudden the first five under is is pretty dead. Yeah, you're toast. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk uh, some college football here. As uh, you did your previews on the SEC and the Big Twelve. Once again, we're about a little over a week away from the college football betting guide being available. All of our VEASAN experts contributing to that, including Adam Burke. Let's go to the Big Twelve because I think it's a very intriguing conference. There's uh, certainly been some shifts with some teams. Oklahoma to me is a very intriguing team. I like Dylan Gabriel a lot at quarterback, but I don't know what this offense is going to look like. They have a defensive-minded head coach now in Brent Venables. So what's your take on Oklahoma? How high do they finish in this conference? Yeah, as a side note, doing SEC, Big 12, Sunbelt, and Conference USA. So nice. those will be my team previews <laughs> in the guide. I'm sure everyone uh, loves the Sunbelt as much as I do. One of my favorite conferences in college football. But with Oklahoma, I, I do think Dylan Gabriel is a good fit for this mm-hmm. program. I really do think so. And also, their offensive coordinator, Jeff Levy, was at Ole Miss. And he's committed to playing fast. And the nice thing about getting Dylan Gabriel is he, he played fast. in up-tempo yeah. offenses at UCF. So that's not something that's going to bother him at all whatsoever. And the thing about playing at a fast tempo is it puts a lot of stress on the defense, right? Well, now you've got Brett Venables, and I mean, that guy obviously proved his worth at Clemson. Mm-hmm. It took a special job to get him away from Clemson. He was the highest paid coordinator in the country. He must feel like he really likes what he has here with this Oklahoma program. I have Oklahoma at least a touchdown favorite in every game except for the neutral site game against Texas and when they play Baylor at home, and that one's pretty close to a touchdown anyway. Their season win total out there right now is nine and five. And I think a worst case scenario for this team is to go 10 and two. My season win total projections, 9.63 based on my game spreads for Mm -hmm. each game. 
But I think this team is going to be really, really good. And I think a big part of it is that Bob Stoops kept the program together for that bowl game last year for the Alamo Bowl when Lincoln Riley left. So they didn't have a mass exodus of talent. And I think Dylan Gabriel, at least for this year, is not a drop-off at all from Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams. Hmm. What happens after the fact, who knows? But I think Dylan Gabriel is a really, really nice fit for this program. I like him a lot. I loved him at UCF, and uh, there's a lot to like about him going to Oklahoma. Talk to me about Texas. Uh, I, I kind of want to sprinkle a Quinn Ewers-Heisman future, but uh, I could just be buying into hype. Well, I mean, look, there's hype about Texas every single year. And, and the thing that's crazy is they get so much talent there that mm-hmm. obviously they've squandered. They did not have a single player drafted in the 2022 NFL draft, oh, which is a goodness. remarkable statistic for a program like that. Steve Sarkeesian is building this thing in the right direction, I think, though. You know, they've got Quinn Ewers. I think Hudson Card is still a guy that can play well if they need him to. Obviously, they got Arch Manning to commit there now down the line. But they don't have a lot of experience at quarterback. You know, we'll have to see how quickly Ewers can adjust to the game. I don't know if he really soaked up any kind of knowledge at Ohio State last mm-hmm. year when he redshirted. That remains to be seen. But they've got three top 10 quarterbacks in their respective recruiting classes in that quarterback room. Somebody has to step up. They might have the best running back in the country in Bijan Robinson. Yep. So that'll be something that helps them. Xavier Worthy was a true freshman last year. He caught 62 passes for almost 1,000 yards. The offense should be okay. The defense, though, I mean, they gave up 57 points to Kansas last year. (laughs) This is a defense that for a long period of time just has struggled. Gave up over five yards per carry, only managed 20 sacks last year. I think that's the side of the ball they really need to figure out. And Sark is more of an offensive guy. So that's what concerns me about Texas. They're going to have to win games. We talk about the Phillies having to win games 7-5, to 8-6, mm-hmm. stuff like that. The Longhorns are going to have to win 42-35, you know, 49-42, something like that. I just don't think that this defense is really going to play up to the level it needs to when you've got a lot of uncertainty at quarterback. So my projections, 8.22 wins. The line is 8, but I would lean under just because of all that inexperience at quarterback. All right, about 30 seconds left. If it's not Texas or Oklahoma, who wins the Big 12? Well, I think Baylor's going to be pretty good. Uh, Dave Aranda obviously has that program going in the right direction, a very good defensive team. But real quick, a lot of turnover in the Big 12. Iowa State lost Brees Hall, Brock Mm -hmm. Purdy, top receivers, defensive players. West Virginia brought in Graham Harrell as the offensive coordinator and JT Daniels at quarterback. So many of these teams in the middle, TCU with a new head coach, Texas Tech new head coach, the middle of the Big 12 is going to be all over the place this season. It should be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I can't wait. I love college football. My second most favorite sport to bet on next to Major League Baseball. He's Adam Burke. Follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Always appreciate the insight and the contributions. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up at Scott's On Air. This is My Guys in the Desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN's broadcasting live from the NBA Summer League now through July 17th. Catch the edge with our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, live from the NBA Summer League every weekday. We'll also have special guests, exclusive content, and live updates all throughout VSIN shows. For more, follow us at VSIN Live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're everywhere. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is my guys in the desert here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before we get to uh, the Major League Baseball board for uh, coming up in about, I guess, a little less than an hour from now, we'll give you uh, a talk through some of my leans. Let's update the Open Championship. Two rounds in the books at St. Andrews. And, well, we bid farewell to Tiger Woods, who does not make the cut. And you wonder, what's the future for this guy? And no, it's not the Live Golf Tour, although maybe. Uh, But Tiger, not a good performance at St. Andrews, a place where many of us uh, thought that he would make the cut, and that would be about it, right? Play strong for two rounds, make the cut, and then, you know, just um, trail off. But probably it's it might be the last time we see Tiger at St. Andrews. The next time the course, the next time the Open is going to return to the old course is 2027 at the earliest because that's there's the rotation that they have to do with all these courses. If it is 2027, Tiger Woods would be 51 years old and who knows how often he's going to be playing golf at that time. So uh, Tiger clearly not there right now. Don't know if he'll ever be there health-wise and it's uh, it's painful to watch some of the all-time, you know, when you see an all-time great fade like we're seeing Tiger. And a lot of it, yes, you know, he's coming back from the devastating car accident and just so much that he has had to endure. But uh, Tiger does not make the cut. But this leaderboard is star-studded. And this is going to be an exciting weekend at St. Andrews. Cameron Smith is atop the leaderboard at 13 under after shooting an 8 under 64 in round two. He is your betting favorite right now on DraftKings at plus 165. Your first round leader, Cameron Young, who shot an 8 under in his first day, shot a 3 under 69 in round two. He is two strokes back at 11 under. He is plus 750, the third favorite right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Rory McIlroy and Victor Hovland are tied for third at 10 under. Rory shot a 4 under 68 on round two. Hovland a 6 under 66 in round two. Rory is your second favorite to win the event right now at plus 450. Victor Hovland plus 850 is your fourth favorite. Behind them is... Mr. Liv himself. Dustin Johnson with a 5 under 67 is at 9 under for the tournament. DJ is plus 900 to win the event on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Behind DJ, you have a group of golfers in Tyrell Hatton, Scotty Scheffler at 8 under, Taylor Gooch, Adam Scott, Patrick Cantlay is at, are at 7 under. Speaking of Scotty Scheffler, who you could argue... I mean, maybe with Xander winning back-to-back tournaments, but before that, no one really playing better golf in 2022 than Scotty Scheffler. At 8-under, 
not that far off the lead. You know, he's only five strokes back. Scotty Scheffler, 10 to 1 right now to win this event on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Maybe some long shot bombs if you think someone's going to come out and have just a really good third round on moving day, as it's called in the golf world. Matt Fitzpatrick, the U.S. Open champion, six under par currently right now. He shot even on his round one, but a six under 66 here in round two. He's six under for the tournament. He's at 40 to one right now in the DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you're looking for a bomb with a golfer that is capable of putting together a solid third and fourth rounds, Matt Fitzpatrick may be at six under an opportunity, seven strokes back. It might be too much to make up, but then again, at 40 to one, it's pretty fun to watch. Uh, me personally, I bet Cam Young yesterday at plus 700 after winning the first round. And I like to do this often with golf tournaments. Yes, I have my outrights before the tournament, and most of the time they lose unless I follow guys like Wes Reynolds and, and Brady Cannon and Matt Humans. And But I, I like to look at the leaderboard after the first and second round and take the guys at the top of the leaderboard who are clearly ahead of the field, so they're starting with an advantage. And then I look for the longest odds of that top grouping. And right now, you can get Cameron Young at plus 750, and he's second on the leaderboard, two strokes back. So at plus 750, if I gave, if I told you before the tournament, I'm going to give you seven to one, and after two rounds, your guy's going to be in second place. You would take that bet every time. So see if he can get past Cam Smith, hold off Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, and others. Cameron Young right now, 11 under Let's take a look at the Major League Baseball board once again for this evening and talk over some leans. Early on, the first game, Phillies-Marlins, Sandy Alcantara on the hill, the runaway favorite for the National League, Cy Young, against Kyle Gibson. And the way that I would kind of look to play this one is a first five inning under the total of three and a half. It'll be a little juicy here. Uh, let's see up on the DraftKings Sportsbook. We got a first five total of three and a half minus 130. And I do like the under. I don't think the Phillies will score much against Sandy. He's been so incredible this season. And I just look at the Marlins lineup, especially without John Birdie at the top, who has been placed on the IL. The lineup is extremely, extremely weak. For Sandy, by the way, um, let's see, two straight starts without allowing a run uh, against St. Louis, won a complete game, allowed two earned runs uh, in that game. So two runs in the first five. Prior to that game against uh, St. Louis, he had um, the outing against the Mets where he allowed four runs, but only two in the first five innings. So the first couple of times through the lineup, he has been incredible. Um, opponents are are you know, not batting well against him. And he's kind of a throwback. I mean, look at the complete games that he's had going deep into ball games. It's it's amazing watching Sandy pitch. Sandy Day, one of my favorite days of the week. Braves take on the Nationals. Patrick Corbin goes for D.C. Ian Anderson for the Braves. Atlanta minus 175. Red Sox take on the Yankees in the Bronx. Jordan Montgomery goes for New York. Nathan Yavaldi for Boston. Yankees minus 170. Royals take on the Blue Jays in Toronto. Alec Manoa, who has been dominant at home, goes up against Zach Greinke for the Royals. The Blue Jays massive favorites at minus 355. The run line, though, is minus 155, so that might be a way to look. And I know it's not technically the smartest bet you can make with a home team because they're not guaranteed batting in the ninth inning. But the handicap here would be that Alec Manoa doesn't give up really any runs. That Alec Manoa only gives up one or two. And then if the Blue Jays can score four off of Granke, you're going to get yourself the win. At home this year, Alec Manoa, five and one. With a 2.21 ERA, opponents are batting 193 against him at the Rogers Center, where the roof, in fact, will be open today. Orioles take on the Rays. Uh, you got Tyler Wells going for the Orioles, and Baltimore is a, 
A little bit of an underdog here against the Rays. You got Luis Patino going for Tampa. They're minus 125. Tigers at the Guardians. Zach, please, Zach goes for Cleveland. They are minus 190. Drew Hutchinson gets the start for the Tigers. Mariners, Rangers, Robbie Ray for Seattle. They have won 11 straight games. What? Uh, they go up against Matt Bush here, who gets the start for Texas. Seattle minus 160 on the road. Michael Kopech gets the ball for Chicago. The White Sox at the Twins. Minnesota minus 140. Devin Smeltzer on the hill for the Twinkies. Astros host the A's. Jake Odorizzi against Cole Irvin. Jake Odorizzi in the Strohs, a minus 210 favorite. Reds are at the Cardinals. Uh, Palante gets the start for St. Louis against Hunter Green. St. Louis will be without Juan Yepes, who was placed on the 10-day IL. Cardinals minus 145. Pirates take on the Rockies in Colorado. Jose Quintana for Pittsburgh. Herman Marquez for Colorado. Rockies minus 155. I actually like Pittsburgh at that plus money price. Dodgers, Angels. Dodgers minus 190. Clayton Kershaw on the hill against Patrick Sandoval. Diamondbacks, Padres. Hugh Darvish gets the start for San Diego. They're minus 190 against Madison Bumgarner. And then the Giants and the Brewers. Alex Wood on the hill for San Francisco. Brandon Woodruff for Milwaukee. Milwaukee minus 130. Low total of seven in that one. So maybe an interesting total over there. Same thing, low total, seven and a half in San Diego Padres and the Diamondbacks. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air, where I will tweet out my top baseball play. I'll also be putting them on the Daily Best Bets page up on vcin.com. This is my guys in the desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rival. Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.